Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hi, welcome to Trolled. Uh, I have had people on this program who I, you know, admire and love, and I only try and get people who I'm really interested in. But this one, my guest today, has blown my mind because, well, I'm I'm just a huge fan. To me, she is an iconic female. Um, she is an iconic dragon. She's one of the most prominent British businesswomen, and as such, she could not be better qualified to deal with the conflict, the bullying, and abuse which seems to be taking over the digital universe. I'm thrilled to welcome the brilliant Deborah Meaden. Deborah, thanks for joining us today. Oh my goodness! Well, what a great way to great way to start the day. Eh? <laughs> it's, it's a bit early for both of us. Four a.m. No, it's not really. Um, I'm I'm so happy you're here because I know how busy you are and to take time out. Tell me something. When you started off um, uh, working in business all the years ago, would social media have changed how you would have approached it? Um, I don't know. I tried not to let social media um, affect me and the way I do things. But obviously, it's a channel for communication. So you do have to be aware of the fact that, you know, there's a there's you've, you've got a megaphone attached to you, you know, whatever you say has got much greater amplification. So I suspect I'd have had to certainly take it into account. Were you an early adopter of I, I know you from Twitter, and I follow you very closely. Were you an early adopter of Twitter? or How did you get onto it? Um, I I don't think I was. I think I was a little bit late, actually. I think um, uh, I, I kind of tried to ignore it and then realised that uh, I can't. Because actually, I'd watch it, but I didn't necessarily engage. Um, and I thought, this is crazy, you know. What, why am I not engaging? What's the point in just reading other people's stuff when I've actually got something to say? So, uh, you know, I was late to it, but I took to it really. It's my kind of communication. Yes, I like it. What do you like about Twitter? Um, it makes me... Uh, I like the debate. And people say there's not debate. People just sort of shout out there. But actually, if you engage with the right people, there is proper debate. And I don't want to just talk to people who agree with me. I want to talk to people who have an opposing view. I also I like the succinctness of it, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes you think. If you think you you can find a way of getting your message across in those very short words. And that's actually my style of communication. You know, I want less words, you know, more information. That's it. So I, they, it kind of suits my style. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You've got to get to the point very, very mm. quickly. And you've got to, got to be quite witty as well. And mm-hmm. fun. tell me, do you use it, when you first went on to it, did you think, well, I can use this for business or for a personal thing? Definitely not business. Um, and actually, I really don't use it for business. No. And actually, I don't think people are really that receptive on Twitter, you know. 
know, if you try to promote stuff to them, they really don't like it. You know, Instagram is the place for that. Right. But if you start trying to sell to people on Twitter, it's an absolute turnoff. So I very much use it for, for, for discussing or getting a sense of what's going on in the world, getting a sense of a feeling of, of, of um, what's going on out there. And, and also, you know, occasionally having to... Um, having to have some input into that. Well, here's the thing. As, as, a, as a woman in, in business who started out when you did, did you find that you came across prejudice and was it harder for you at that trajectory? Um, I don't think it was harder. I think everybody faces some form of prejudice. I'm sorry, but, you know, we all do. Yeah. We, we, you know, we have, a, we have a perfect person in our mind and if you're not that perfect person, you do get prejudice. So I was, I was, it was there, but I learned really early on and it may be... It came from my mother, who was an extremely confident, um, strong woman who had a very, very tough start in life and just got on with it. Um, and I learned very, very early on that the most powerful thing you can do is ignore prejudice. Mm. Um, and if you completely ignore it, it has nowhere. It has no energy. It has nowhere to go. You know, if, yeah. if people call you names it, and you, you don't respond, they get very bored very quickly and the sound just dissipates. Really, yeah, so it's like a bouncer. But yes, yeah. exactly, by bouncing off the wall, yeah. it goes... But I, I, so I find personally on on Twitter, uh, and again, this is the social medium that I use and I, and you use. Um, do you use Instagram, by the way? Uh, a bit. I don't know. I can't no. do the pictures. I like I the words. The picture. I'm exactly the same. And exactly the, same. the other Facebook is not for me mm. either. Too many yeah. words. Yeah. We like the quickness, don't yes, we? It, yes, that's exactly what. Yeah. Absolutely right. It's yeah. like because you don't have to commit to a full relationship. Facebook's like a whole <laughs> marriage. Twitter's <laughs> a flirtation. <laughs> absolutely. But um, I find that as a woman, that they if uh, with an opinion on on things uh, that people don't like, if they they try and patronise, they try and intimidate, and um, and they try and be incredibly rude to scare you off. Did you ever come across that in life when you were starting out? I did. Absolutely, I did. Um, and uh, certainly when I was younger, because actually I was in business quite young, yes, so I uh, kind of yeah. had a double whammy. I was a woman and I was a young woman. Yes. Um, and, and also times were quite different. You know, it was the, it was quite male-dominated. And actually, I see a lot more women in the workplace and a lot yeah. more successful women. And, it you know, it's sort of self-proliferating. But in the early days, you know, I definitely, I would see the language. I could see it, I could sense it. Oh, I know, I hear it. I know what's <laughs> coming next. But actually, having my own businesses was a great place to be because if people wanted to deal with me, they were going to have to get over it. Yes. You know, and that's a that's a very powerful thing, you know, it because often it would come from the bank managers or the accountants who would kind of do that, uh, you don't really understand it, do you, dear, type yes, thing. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I do get it. And actually, if I don't understand it, then it's your job to make me understand it. So, you know, but I, but I think it did help that I was in my own environment and I was it was my own business. Yeah. I wasn't having to work my way around, how do I get around this obstacle? Because I could just say, I don't want to deal with you. But still incredibly impressive to be able to do. I think as a young one, to be able to be in control of that and not to feel beholden to these men around you who would be able to loan you the money or who would be giving you advice. I think that's incredibly impressive. Yeah, there is something in me. I, I, I don't know if it's impressive. I, there is something in me. I'm a, I'm a bit of a fighter, you know, and I, and if somebody tries to stop me from doing anything, I mean, listening to yesterday, being told that we're now not allowed to extinction rebellion, whether you agree with them or not, that they are now not allowed to peacefully demonstrate on the streets. The first thing I got up in the morning is thought, I'm going to have to get out there and get myself arrested. You know, it's there's something about me that says I am not, you are not going to stop me doing the thing that I am going to do. And I don't think that's impressive. That's just part of my DNA, mm. you know, and and... 
I think that's helped. I mean, that's a lot of entrepreneurs have got that. They mm. kind of they don't get the barrier thing. They're like, oh, you put that in front of me, I am going to have to get around <laughs> yes, it. That's right. <laughs> Tell me about your experience on on Twitter. Uh, did, was it has it when you started off and you tentatively put your toe in the water? Did you specifically think I'm going to use this as a platform with a profile to speak about certain things? Uh, um, you know, we, we, for you particularly, what 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 is your passion pro- things that you talk about? Um, I what, so I don't think I made a decision. It's it's weird. I don't remember thinking I'm going to join Twitter, but obviously I was advising my businesses mm-hmm. on social media, on a social media strategy, you know, and saying we need to get involved. So I kind of. You know, I was talking to them about it, and then I—I I don't. I kind of accidentally <laughs> came into Twitter, um, and I don't really decide what I'm going to talk about. I—it's a very organic thing for me. You know, mm. it's kind of—I'll see conversations go on, and I will follow other people, and I'll think, "Oh gosh, that's interesting." Or, and I do an awful lot of retweeting of other people because, you know. Some people just say things better than I'm going to. That's it. That is it. No <laughs> I one says anything that. better than you. Don't sorry. So, to be um, so it's quite organic for me. And I don't get up in the morning and think, right, today my topic is. Right. Um, but but if I see something, I can't help but say something about it. You know. So you're for you, for me. I've followed what you've been saying on the, on the whole kind of referendum thing. Yeah. And the abuse that you get from people who disagree with you. Mm. And I just wondered, um, how does that and, and there are certain people uh, who will keep doing it and attacking you and known as trolls, I guess. How do you deal with that? Does it impact on your on you in any way? It doesn't impact on me at all. They don't know me personally. That's the you know, and I've and actually I think working in a consumer facing, I've always been consumer facing, you know. And I've, if, if people have, I've always been saying to people, if people complain to you, they're not saying it's not about you. It's not personal. And it's the same for me. They don't know me. It's not about me. They are they are trying to get their own agenda across and I'm not going to play their game. Right. I'm having I'm I'm doing what I want to do and I'm not going to pay any attention to anybody trying to knock me off. Every now and then I can't but help respond. I know I shouldn't respond. Theoretically, I should not be amplifying their voices. I know it, but every now and then, I just can't help myself. It's so <laughs> difficult, isn't it? It's so, it's diff- so difficult not to get, not to engage, and that's what they want. You're well, right. well, and it's, it's sometimes it's a bit like shooting fish in a barrel. It's like I can't believe you, yeah, I can't believe you offered me that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say something about it. Um, I mean, and I know I shouldn't, but it really doesn't affect me. It, you know, it, it, um, it, it, it doesn't bother me at all. Do you ever get personal abuse? about who you are, what you do? Uh, quite a lot. I mean, um, you know, I, and that, that, but that's the easiest to bat off because anybody who goes to personal abuse mm. it has got all sorts of issues themselves, you know, and that really is not my problem at all. Yeah. And, and, if I, and I've always said, even when I started on Dragon's Den, I, I would get a lot of comments about saying, you know, about my looks or about about being a woman or and and I think well great if I was in a beauty contest that would have relevance yes yes exactly but I'm not so as long as you don't call me stupid and a bad businesswoman then then I'm fine with it 1000 percent. yes yeah. I know they always think I always think as a woman they think if they can attack your looks it, it, exactly that is like I don't judge my own merit no. by how I look no. so why would I give a monkey's what you think yeah absolutely and yeah. you're hardly Brad Pitt looking at your profile <laughs> there are no absolutely you try not to say that though, you don't do. you? But well, it I'm does very. Go I'm not as good mind. as you. I'm not as good. As you. I I do engage, which is, and I admire your restraint sometimes because you get some idiotic. I mean, people are idiots. 
probably shouldn't say that's very on PC, <laughs> but you know, you're, you'll lay out something uh, uh, with your business head on. This is what infuriates me on your account. You know, you're coming from it from a highly successful business point of view, explaining what the impact will be. And you get people coming back to you with the most ridiculous, reductive arguments. I, uh, I do, I do. And, 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 uh, but, but I can't, you can't control thought and you can't control other people's actions. And, um, and also I, I am aware that a lot of these people are trying to knock me off course, you know. And the most important thing I can do is just keep on course, you know. It's just, like, you know, mm. great lovely now what as I was saying you know so um, I'm not going to play that game I'm just not going to get involved with it it's not going to touch me personally um, and what's more important to me is that I have debate you know I have proper conversations with those people but every now and then you do <laughs> do you <laughs> oh, it's, it's so tempting do you think that social media and what's going Twitter particularly is a, is a bit of a toxic place people say but like you I enjoy it very much too do you think it's reflective of what's going on in in the wider society or do you think it's a separate world all on its own? I don't think it's a separate world. Um, I, I think it feeds directly into the wider society and, and there's a lot of anger at the moment mm. and there's a lot of hate and the trouble with that is there's a lot of people who've got a place to shout at people, you know, and it just, it's a bit of a self, you know, it's, pro- it's self plurif that's that proliferating, proliferating. Is that it's way too early to say that <laughs> um, but you know it's, it, it's gathering momentum because we're a la- there is now a voice and a place to shout yeah whereas before you could just get a bit and then get on with life yeah so, no, I've always said it was like, you know, there's certain things that I, that I see that get sent to me that in the past would have been mumbled in pubs, you know, in pubs into beers that were just not acceptable. And somehow the whole vernacular has changed. And, and it, it seems to dovetail with Twitter that, that, that because people are allowed to anonymously spew it out there, that it seems to have gone into the wider ether. Do, do you know what I mean? Well, I, I, it is true, I think, that um, if... The, Conversation can get momentum. You know, we all do it. Sometimes you can start a conversation, nobody picks it up, and it just goes away. You can start a conversation and then get a reaction, and then somebody else gets a slightly, you know, gets more involved, and and then the whole the whole tension goes mm. up. That's what Twitter does. You know, it takes somebody will chuck something out there, and nobody will pick it up, and they'll think that oh, didn't work. I'll try something else. So, and mm. then they find something that presses the button, and then the whole energy level goes up. And I think that's the danger of Twitter. I mean, I love Twitter, mm. and used for the right reasons. I think it's a fantastic place to be. You know, to be able to talk to people and gauge people's views on different things, and, and it's wonderful. Have you ever been dogpiled on? Which is where, um, a, a, you know, a, you'll put something out there yes. and then a, cons- a group activity. Yes. Have, uh, I've had that a few times and Rachel and a number of guests that I've had on here have put something out and then you have these groups that are organised and then thousands of them jump on you. Absolutely. Have you ever had that? Absolutely, absolutely. Ha- over my, over um, over some comments about um, one of the guys involved with the Leave campaign and absolutely within seconds I got some pretty nasty stuff coming back to me quite, you know... Were you shocked at that? Uh, No, I kind of expected it. You know the moment you hesitate (laughs) (laughs) on that tweet thing? You think, I know what's going to happen when I do this, you know. And that's very telling about the individual I was talking about because I I just thought, I'm going to get his army now, but but I am going to have to say this. And sure enough, it was was quite unpleasant. And, you know, 
Um, it could have been unnerving, but except that I knew what I was doing, you yeah. know. I think if I had said that and done that, and whoa, 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 what happened? But I kind of knew what I was doing, so I was ready for the next thing that was going to happen. You braced. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that moment when your finger does yeah. hover, thinking, I yeah. know what's going to yeah. come. But I was very shocked the first time it happened to me because I hadn't realised, I thought these were just lone tweeters. Uh, who would just sit there in their mother's attics, you know, sort of. But I hadn't appreciated that there are organised hate yeah. groups yeah. that have a handbook of what yeah. to do. Yeah. And it is a bit of a shock when it's you realise it's become a weaponised tool as well. It's terrible. And actually, I mean, Rachel's a friend of mine mm. and um, and I get so angry on her behalf. I, you know, I, well, and, you know, it's, it's just not on. It's not on. No. You know, why? Why? But it's the same with the leave. You know, you can't hold a differing opinion. That's the thing that I find so... You know, when I was at university, we were told to read everything. You don't ever make an opinion unless you've read everything from far right, far left. But nobody's informed these days. And that's where Twitter, I think, can be quite dangerous, In is that it reduces people's knowledge to 140 characters. Yeah, yeah it's true. But, I mean, I... I so, Theo Pafitis, um was... Uh, he voted leave originally and he and I've talked about it through the whole process and um, you know I think he still he still thinks leaving in a form I'm sure would be a good thing to do mm -hmm. but not in a no deal form mm -hmm. so um, so he's kind of you know his position is moulded as if any sensible person exactly. would, would mould their position according to what the latest thing is Theo and I have never had a bad word. You know, he's a he's a smart guy. You know, he's got his reasons for voting leave. I've got my reasons for thinking we should remain. But and somewhere in there, and you know, I always feel like we're kind of an example of how you could work stuff out because Absolutely. because we talk about it. You know, and it's and that's the thing, human eye to eye contact when you're when it is is so much better. Uh, that that's where. Uh, do you think that there should be a regulation of of being able to pump out abuse anonymously? Do you think it should be regulated? Um, oh, that's really... So every bone in my body is freedom of speech. You know, <laughs> yes. every bone in my body is you can't regulate against everything. And actually, you know, utopia is when we just have a society that knows that you can't behave like that. Um, but we don't have utopia. And some of it goes absolutely too far when it starts affecting people's lives. It, it's a bit of an odd one because if you're uber sensitive you probably are not in the right environment, you know, <laughs> yes, because you could, so, so you kind of, and you do have the choice to say I'm on Twitter or I'm not on Twitter. Um, but but it, uh, there should be a line that says, hold on a minute, that has, nobody should say that to yeah. anybody. In what, it doesn't matter what forum it's in. That is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, so I do think there has to be some form of regulation on it, I think. It's like the Wild West. It, it, it used to be this sweet little village and it's sort of become something. It, it has become so politicised and so weaponised as yeah. well as still being great. Yeah. But uh, I, I, how do you see the future of, of social media? Do you think it will carry on in this vein or do you think there'll be changes? Um, Twitter it's, particularly. It's hard to tell with Twitter whether it's the mood that is affecting Twitter or Twitter that's affecting the mood. Mm. Um, what I suspect is that there's... A bit of both going yeah. on. Um, so if life gets better, you'd like to feel like that would feed into... Because it could so easily switch the other way. It could so easily switch into this amazing thing. If we were on the Olympics now, and if we were looking at all the amazing stuff we did, Twitter would turn into a happy, wonderful, lovely place and look what we can do and aren't we amazing? You know, so it's just an amplifier of, yes. of, of what goes on. But in its amplification, it also affects what goes on because, you know, it just keeps building it up. So I would like to think that as we get stuff right, you know, and as life gets better, as people get, you know, 
more in, more um, engaged with society and wanting to do the right things, I'd like to think that it, it will become a happier place mm. and a place to join us together in a way that at the moment it's a place that's driving us apart. My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly, novelty keyring, yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of great apps up now, and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I know when I started this this podcast uh, only a year ago, I can't believe how how much more amplified the real world is in its division. Yeah. And I, like you say, uh, Twitter is a bit, is it the mirror or is it, but it is like a, a door that you open and it's a, another universe, but it, it's very reflective. And it's, it's interesting times. But it is. The, the thing I find for me and why I do like Twitter is <laughs> I'm not sure I would have been so aware of people's feelings if mm. I didn't have a place to to look for it, you know, and, it, and it's why I, bl- I hardly block anybody, you know. Oh, do you? Oh, hardly block anybody, you know, and, and I, I should block more. I know um, uh, there's a, a great campaign that Rachel is part of, you know. Um, stop Don't funding the trolls. Yeah, 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 and yeah, the, yeah, fake the trolls, stop funding fake news. Um, and um, and that says, you know, don't talk to them. Um, but actually, there is a danger in blocking everybody out that you don't like what they're saying because you don't get this, what we were talking about, this widespread of news. And, and the good thing is that I understand, I, I get the sense of what's going on through Twitter. You yes. know? So, so that for me is the the benefit of Twitter because I would have no idea how people outside of my world were feeling Generally, you know, walking yeah. around life feeling. Um, so that's great. But um, but with it comes you know, a bit of an amplified anger. Do you look um, at where we're at now and, and think that it's we're it, it, it feeling eerily 30s, the, the, the sort of the past predicating the future? And do you think we've got a bit of a way to go before we get to any kind of resolution? I... And I, I'm not one prone to... You know, I'm very measured yes. about... Where, where I allow my thoughts to go. Um, but I do have moments of worry. I genuinely have moments of thinking, 
there were people sitting in the 1930s, possibly feeling as I'm feeling, like stuff can't happen, it cannot be going that way, um, because nobody knows what's ahead of them. Mm. And it's very easy to to misread or not understand how everything is aligning. Um, and I, I, I went to a wonderful talk with a guy who um, has had a career with in, you know, he's a diplomat he's had a you know career in conflict zones across the world and and he said you know he doesn't like the way the stars are aligning and yeah. I, I think and the frustration of saying yeah but how do we stop that which is again how people would have been feeling in the 1930s how do we stop this yeah. this thing that's stood with this ugliness that's growing ahead of us so you know, I have those moments, I must say. Yeah, no, I, I, I do as well. I often used to think, gosh, you know, why did nobody, you know, yeah. but we've learnt it. Yeah. And yet, you know, I remember David Baddiel on this programme saying, what we were talking about social media, he said, you know, when the biggest troll in the world is the President of the United States of America, you've got a problem with how Twitter's going to go. Yeah. And other world leaders are following suit. Yeah. So it's... Well, I, I'm sorry, but our world, you know, our, our yes. government, the language that they are using, and, you know, they have a moment here to calm everything down absolutely and they're choosing not to calm everything down and i think that's that's not good leadership totally you know agree. i a great leader you know the the business leaders that i see are the people who walk into a a, a heightened you know heightened situation where everybody's what do we do you know what's going on with headless chickens who walks in and says right everybody calm down this is, you know, this is everybody just, this is this is the plan. We've got the opposite going on. Yeah. You know? We've got, we have no opposition. We have no, we have nothing. No, we have no, no leadership. No. As a leader, when you come into a situation and everybody's panicking like headless chickens, do you sometimes have to bluff it out and bullshit to pretend you know what you're doing? Or do you always go in thinking, I know what my plan is? Well, I think the most important thing is, is not necessarily what your plan is. It's what your demeanor is, you know, because the minute you walk into a room, a minute a leader walks into a room, people are judging are they are they are they panicking it's like it's like looking at the air hostess isn't it is she is she, is she sweating you know <laughs> it's like because they think you know what's going you know it's not even bluff it's just it's just actually do you know what i'm confident enough that i am surrounded by good enough people to sort this out so i don't know the answer but I do know we're going to get to the answer. So for me, it's all about demeanour. You walk in there and you say, guys, you just, just, can we just sort this? Mm, you know, this mm. is doable. We can do this. You know, and that, I think, is the most important thing. And I don't feel like we've got that at the moment. Would you, you know? ever go into politics? Because I'd be voting for you as my... No, I'd, I'm not good in a... Um, so I, I'm a good commentator. Right. I, um, I don't think I do very well because actually we don't like the truth. We don't like people saying that we're going to do things that we don't like, and we've kind of lost this ability to realise that actually, all we've got to all we've got to get is is sort of more. You've got to get more good than bad, but we've all got to compromise because you're never going to get everything that you want. And we've all now decided we want absolutely everything that we like, and we're not going to compromise on anything. Yeah. Um, and that's a really hard environment to be in. So I don't think I would suit that environment very well. And I wouldn't get many votes because I would say stuff people didn't like. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I might be voting for myself even if you're not standing. But I think you're right. We need somebody to come in. And and do you, who, are there people that you follow on social media that you think you get this absolutely right? 
I look at you and I think you get it absolutely right. You don't engage. If you do, it's very, you know, you don't block. You're not frightened of debate and you're not intimidated by anybody. Um, yeah. So who do I? I'm just thinking who I look at quite a lot. And uh, David Schneider is one of them. You yeah. know, I think he really um, he does it in a slightly punchier like he's a comedian. So he does it in a funny way and an engaging way. But I often look at him and I actually disagreed with him for the first time ever <laughs> um, um, last week, actually. And, and, uh, you see, Dave is my Theo. We disagree on on certain yeah. things but we're great friends and yeah. so in real life we can tolerate that difference yeah, absolutely. and have still have a debate and still have a cup of tea or a drink together yeah. so he no he's he, he's good um actually I have a lot of the comedians because i think that often that their delivery can be a they can deliver in a way that people wouldn't wouldn't accept from me you know yes. i'm not a comedian you know people kind of uh, they expected they're open to a delivery from different types of people, you know. And if I suddenly get sort of try to be funny, which I'm not, you know, it's it, it wouldn't work. So sometimes they say it in a way that I think, oh, I wish I could say that. That was actually brilliant, Stephen Mangan. You know, every now and yeah, then he yeah. just comes up with a one liner. I go, oh, that is it. That's brilliant. You know, Robert so, Webb is the same. Oh, actually, David Webb, Mitchell, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, cutting through. Brilliant. How much time in the day do you spend on social media? I don't know. Of course, my phone will tell me. My husband says quite a lot. Um, but I, I only use it in downtime. So I will get on the train now and I will almost certainly be, you know, I'll be going through my social media uh, because I use the train as downtime in terms of I don't, I try not to work on a train. Right. Um, I use it as thinking time and, and then in between that I will, I'll do it. So I, I, I kind of do it in my downtime. It doesn't drive me. I don't think, oh, I'm going to sit and do some, I'm going to do Twitter, I'm going to get onto Twitter now. I, but, but I think, oh, you know, I'm sitting here having a cup of tea. Just see what's going on. Is that that thing in a meeting, or you're just, or it's sort of business thing where you, something's come up on the news, and you're thinking, "Well, oh, I'm really interested to know what Twitter's saying about that." Do you ever get that sort of thing? No, I try. I do, don't. I try not to let it distract me. You right. know, it, it can't. It's not my driver, um, but it is. It is that moment where I think, and if I get to the end of the day and I haven't really, sometimes I get days where I haven't even looked at the news. You know, I've been. I've been. Yesterday was one of them. I literally all day was really, really busy. Got to the end of the day and the first thing I will then do is pick up my phone and I will get onto Twitter and I will just see what has come to the top because what I quite like about Twitter is that all of the, all of the small stuff disappears mm -hmm. and actually it focuses people on the big stuff that's gone on in the day. So it's really easy way for me to say, ah, what's the big stuff? Yes. What's actually really happened? What's going on in Parliament? What's happened? What's the latest yes. in Brexit? Because it's right up there on the top of my, yeah. you know, top of my homepage. So, uh, and I had one last thing, which is when, when um, did, does Dragon's Den um, and the channel uh, encourage you to do Twitter for them? Is, is that part of the programme deal? Because often people will come on and say they had to do it for their programme. Yeah, no, um, the good news is I don't actually work for the BBC. Great. Um, no, I don't mean the good news. I love I, the BBC. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> nobody <laughs> owns your arse. Nobody owns. <laughs> I, that's exactly my point, you know, yeah. and, um, and I would in any event. I mean, this is why I think dragons are dragons. You know, we're pretty independent. We're pretty... You know, we're not going to be told what to do. It's our money. They can't tell us to speed up, slow down, invest, don't invest. You know, ain't going to happen. Um, so, no, there is absolutely no pressure on, 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 on us at all. But actually, I feel a responsibility. You know, there are some things I think I should do and I want to do mm. because it's, you know, it's going to help other entrepreneurs or it's going to get our message out more. So I, I feel a responsibility. But everything I say on there is me, is coming from me. And you you won't... and and. Whilst I'll want to say, yeah, Dragon's Den is on tonight. Well, that's because I want people to watch Dragon's Den because I think it's a great business.
business program. It really is. It's phenomenally. So when you yeah. started it, did you have any inkling it was going to no, It's idea. phenomenally. No, it's Actually, I turned it down when I first started. Did you? Yeah, I did. Because I had. I thought I'd built a lovely life. I really don't need... <laughs> I do not need <laughs> the media to, to cut across. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think it has kept it still a business program at its heart. And that suits me. You know, yeah. the minute it stops being that, it ain't going to suit. It's not going to want me because I'm not an entertainer. You know, I, I am doing what I do on television. It, it, it's successes. It, it is exactly... Exactly what it says on the tin, and it hasn't ever changed, yeah. and yet it is gripping. Yeah. All life is yeah. there. It's amazing it hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, it's well, it, actually, it has in very small ways, but I think that's because the entrepreneurs change. Yeah. They're new entrepreneurs all of the time, and the type of business has changed. You know, now we see a lot of environmental businesses, which is fantastic. Yeah. When I first started, they used to call me the nutty green dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like, oh, no, there she goes. Your space lights up. Where's all coming at the back? But now I can say, well, I told you yeah. so I was well ahead of the game there guys totally totally oh my gosh and how much time do you spend with each other I'm see I'm fascinated should be talking about social media do you tweet other dragons I um yeah but I it's interesting we all use our we all use our Twitter feed very very differently okay. um and uh, I love the way Theo uses his because he's built a sort of small business community and um I, I think that's a fantastic really worthwhile way of doing it um, so I think we're 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 all very different. We're all very different. I don't engage an awful lot on Twitter with the other dragons because I think we're kind of all doing yeah. our own thing, and we're not a pack. Well, do you? I was going to say, do you hang out in a big dragony pack? Do you go for dragony dinners? No, I mean Peter and I've been doing this for. 15 oh, seasons yeah. together so um so you know we get on really really well but we've also got really busy lives you know and we spend 20 days and 20 nights out together when we're filming that's probably more than I spend with my husband in a year <laughs> yes. so so you know we do spend a lot of time together but it's very intense and it's when we're filming and we do tend to sort of go back into our everyday lives and um, not not see too much of each other but not for any reason just yeah yeah it's, just, it's I'm fed up with them yes exactly it's like it's enough already yes we've had our intense love um, when you stuck your head above the parapet and became the story more than you know in, the, in other than what you did how you know your level of of notoriety and fame for all these seasons on has that affected your life adversely or positively it, it must have done i mean um i'm i'm unaware of it i'm one thing that's slightly disappointed me, I don't think it's changed me, and I think that's because it came to me quite late. I was nearly 50 by the time. I was 47 when I actually went on to Dragon's Den, so you're kind of the person you are. Um, but it does sometimes change people around you, yeah. you know, and they sort of started some of my friends. It was very interesting to watch my group of friends, you know, my good, long-term, solid friends that I've had forever from all walks of life, you know, um, uh, the ones that fell away because they suddenly felt awkward and the ones who have just, you know, just stayed as tight as they ever were. And that was a little bit, you mm. know, there were moments I thought, oh, that's, that's a shame. Um, I would say it's generally for the good. I mean, most people now will pick the phone up. You know, if I, if I call them, <laughs> they'll pick the phone up. And I do sometimes find myself thinking, I can't believe that. How did you? <laughs> I used to be a bingo caller. You know, I yes. actually call bingo numbers. You know, how am I sitting here with you? Um, so I do get those moments. So it is generally for the better. My husband is intensely private. And I think something it has done is we don't go out for dinner so often. Mm. We tend to have dinner at home because I'm very aware of conversations I'm having when I'm out because I don't hold back. 
that I, you know, I kind of think actually those those are better in a private, yeah, in yeah. private walls than outside. But generally for the better, um, because I do get those moments still, and I need to be shot the moment I don't. I get those moments where I think this is amazing. You know, I cannot believe this has happened to me. You so know, it's it's just yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. And I well, I think you're a huge uh, Twitter. What you're measured, you're calm. I looked you on Twitter as a kind of, you know, the kind of. Um, sort of godmother because you're so clear about what you think politically and personally and you don't engage and you don't rise and you don't take it personally and so it's so good to meet you because I can see how the your world experience led you to this moment and you know here's hoping that uh, you keep on doing oh, what you're oh, doing. Oh, I'm going to, I can't help myself. I am definitely keeping on. Yeah. Deborah, thank you. Uh, just so brilliant. Thank you. you. Thank you. you. It's been good. Thank you. There we go. Great. That was it. There we are. You are amazing. Thank you. Oh, no, no one's amazing. Do you know, I love that question. People say to me, so who's your icon? So I'll give you, I'll tell you my icon. Oh, I'll give sit you a down. List of, I'll give you a list of names and you won't know any of them. Go on. No, because yeah. they're not famous people. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I meet amazing people yeah. all day, every day. You don't have to be famous to be an icon. You know, you kind of, well, you kind of do have to be an icon, but who do I look up to? Yeah. You know, and, and, but nobody has it all. You know, I just see people who in certain situations, I think, you, God, I wish I could handle, I wish I'd said that and done it like that. But then I'd meet them, then I'll find out they do something I hate. Yes. You know, so nobody. Nobody, exactly. Nobody has got it all. Why have I got to sit down again? I don't know. Oh, I thought we could probably record this. I thought this was gold. This is podcast gold. I've never been. You told me to sit down. I sat down. That is very rare. I know. You know. I can't believe I actually <laughs> you ordered you. How to control a dragon. There we are. We just learned how to control a dragon. <laughs> sit down. You right. need to come and be our producer. You can producer. get up now. <laughs> um, amazing. GreatBigOwl.com And welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. And Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.